Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative, and I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I am ready to go. I am sitting here. It is Sunday, early afternoon, before the slate of NFL championships kick off. AFC, NFC, I'm still reeling, literally reeling from the divisional round last week and have been salivating ever since that wacky finish in Kansas City for more damn football. And I will get it here in a couple hours. And by the time you're listening to this episode, we will know who is marching on to the Super Bowl. I will say that the playoffs this year, although my team has not been in it, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. And I've enjoyed what's happening. I've been enjoying spending some time looking at uh, the wild world that is the football card market. And I want to just say I'm pretty damn excited about the future of football cards. And I just think there's so many players, so many eyeballs, and so much excitement when it comes to America's game that I love seeing some of that translate back into the football card market. I'm sitting during all of this, and I'm thinking very strategically about, is there another lane potentially in the football card market that I want to go explore? Is there an opportunity for me to satisfy some of the collecting desires that I have gotten from the time I've spent collecting Peyton Manning? Is there upside on that I see on buying in on players, whether active or retired, Hall of Fame or not, that might be unseen at this point? What kind of cardboard conviction do I have that I can point at the hobby and start exploring another lane? Will the lane that I explore be something that I take action on? Maybe will it be something that leads to further collecting of other players down the road? Potentially. And that's what I love about collecting sports cards is that at all times, you keep an open mind, you go down different paths, you decide when it comes to that crunch time where you can hit buy it now, put in that last bin or whatever you have to do. You come to those crossroads and say, you know what? I am jumping on board with this player, with this set, with this team, with this brand, this parallel. And that's what I love. There's so much opportunity and so many options. So as I'm watching these football games, always in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is there an opportunity out there somewhere that'll make me really, really happy and all the attention isn't on right now? That's what I'm thinking. Hopefully, you're having similar thoughts. I watched the Royal Rumble last night, and it was was a pretty good show. It wasn't great. Um, I did love the fact that Ronda Rousey came back. I'm a big Rousey mark. I've loved her run in the WWE. I saw her first match at WrestleMania um, 34 in New Orleans with Kurt Angle for Stephanie and Triple H. It was electric. I was a Rousey fan during her whole run. 
Um, I've got some rousey, nice Rousey cards in my PC. Um, so it was nice to see her come back, win the damn Women's Rumble. Um, I know there's been, and, and on the other side, Brock wanted on the men's, Brock Lesnar. So you have some, two UFC, uh, former UFC champions winning the Royal Rumble on the men's and women's side. I know there was some uh, criticism on stuff being so obvious and stuff that we all thought um, was going to happen, have happened. And for me, I just kind of took a step back and said, my my qualifier is always like, did, did that time I spend on Saturday night watching the Royal Rumble, was it entertaining to me? And the answer to that was yes. Do I go down and um, want to do play armchair booker and do all this and what could I? My mindset when it comes to wrestling booking and all that other stuff is like, take a step back and just let it all play out. So while it might not have been the best Royal Rumble of all time, I had a, de- I had a fun time watching it. And I, all, all eyes and all roads are headed to WrestleMania at this point. There is a stop in Saudi Arabia for a little elimination chamber action. So that'll be interesting and different to see. But we are marching towards WrestleMania in Dallas two nights, baby. And we were we will also be marching towards WWE Prism from our good friends at Panini dropping that product. First time with the license. I love WWE Tops Chrome. I'm excited to see what Panini does with this Prism license. It's supposed to be dropped. We are on that road. So I will be talking about it more when I gather information. I know there's been a lot of uptick in the shiny card wrestling market, and that is a segment of the hobby that I know, love very well, and I've been seeing some amazing sales, some more excitement. I get DMs about cards forever, or more than ever now, and that's really excited. So exciting. So I'm fired up. Royal Rumble is behind us. We're marching ahead. WrestleMania season, and we're going to have a brand new product dropping and a brand new brand and a brand new manufacturer taking over. So more things to come as always on the wrestling card front. I don't know about you, but I spent some time watching some people bust open those flawless cases this past week. And I just got to say, man, like I wish I had that in me for people just to drop that kind of coin, get one of those briefcases and crack it open and hope for the best. It takes a different breed, a different type of person that is going all in on those. And I know there's been, whenever you put a, a can dangle a carrot as strong as that um, LeBron James uh, triple logo man, which at the time of recording, my Instagram feed has not exploded with uh, reshares and reposts of that. So I would imagine it's buried somewhere in one of those flawless cases. But I think the benefit on having specific people within the hobby that either break these cases or people that say, you know what, I'm going to celebrate. I, I busted my ass this last quarter at work. I want to feel like a kid again, and I got some money, so I'm buying one of these flawless cases. The benefit of having people that do that and people like me that just can't even fathom that is that there is this intersection where these people want to show what they're doing, and there's people that want to watch what they're doing. And I love the entertainment side of the hobby, and I love watching these people crack these things open and see what they're getting inside. So that is the benefit that we all have as spectator. And I think the hobby spectator role is an underrated role. We as hobby participants feel like we need to get our hands on, make those moves, do some activity. I'm going to talk more about activity, but also a a beneficial position that you can take in the hobby is just being a spectator. That is a spectator of these flawless case breaks. That is a spectator of content. 
Um, and I, I think that's those, uh, whether it's for entertainment or for education, never lose sight of the opportunity to spectate in the hobby because it is a really good place to be in. I also want to say, who the hell knows what's going on? We had reports go out. We had Brady shut him down. I'm sure we'll have more clarity on the other side of this. But if this is the last stop for TB12, Tom Brady, all I got to say is an enemy for a majority of part of my fandom. There was a sliver at the end where my hatred turned to appreciation. And I'll just tell you all this. It is a much better position to be in than being a hater and being a hater or being an appreciator rather than being a hater. I've really enjoyed watching Tom Brady these last couple of years, um, being able to appreciate his greatness, all of his contributions to the game of football, rekindling of uh, the, the Manning rivalry, um, thinking through all of those things. And I'm not sure without uh, a Tom Brady, if I would be as satisfied as I am as a Colts fan, although there were a lot of wounds along the way, it did take Brady being there for me to get my most exciting moment as a sports fan. So I just want to say it has been a wacky world in the Tom Brady card market. I would imagine if you listened to the episode last Friday, my man, Kevin Randall, the captain 37, go hit follow on that man's page. A lot of insight there on the foot game of football in the market. Um, he speculated that there's going to be uh, some opportunities and there's going to be some things happening if Brady retires. and. I think we're getting a retirement from Brady um, as I record this. And so I think uh, being a spectator, if you're interested in the Brady market, seeing if there's opportunities now or maybe down the road is something that's going to be interesting. Brady, I believe, has really been that catalyst for growth in the football card market, along with a guy like Patrick Mahomes after that Super Bowl last year. So I, I got to say, without without having those center pieces and those goat legends carrying up markets, markets don't get to where the football card market has been appreciating 174% over the last year. So um, whether you like them or not, whether you're if you're a football collector, I think there's something to be said that your cards in your collection are probably a little more valuable than they are. Uh, were this time last year, if you've been a holder, and a big reason for that has been the rise of Tom Brady in the football card market and uh, all those highlights, those Super Bowls, and everything else he's given us as fans along the way. So, TB12, congratulations. Um, excited to see what's next for you. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Got a couple of hours until they kick off. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to make predictions. I just want to say I'm going to put on my hat fan hat this afternoon watch four deserving teams battle it out to try to go to the super bowl make that run host up that lombardi i um, mean it's just been uh, a fun to be a football fan and so just as we lock in i think uh, there'll be a lot of conversations on the other side of this uh, you've got that long two-week period where it's just people are trying to make up stories i'll try not to make up stories but i will talk about football cards and the implications going into the Super Bowl and post-Super Bowl, so you can count on that. I want to give a shout on this Wednesday show because there's a little time left. If you saw my post or on Instagram or listened to the episode last week, you heard I'm doing a little giveaway, and the giveaway is for a hobby box of 2021 Mosaic basketball product. I got it right in my hand. It's sealed. Who in the hell knows what's in this thing? 
there could be, you know, uh, LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards, one of one, potentially, and I'm just giving it away. So this is an appreciation. I want to say thank you first and foremost to my friends at Panini for making this happen. Secondly, I want to say thank you to the listeners of Stacking Slabs podcast and followers across all the social media channels. You can follow me at Stacking Slabs uh, on all those channels. Uh, but this is just a thank you. I got to 10K on Instagram, wanted to give back a little bit. Hopefully I can do more of these. So if you want to participate in this giveaway, I'm going to announce it on Friday. So there won't be time. If you listen to this and you haven't put in your entry, do it now. This is all you have to do. Post on Instagram your favorite card, Panini card, in your basketball card PC. Tag Panini America. Tag at Stacking Slabs. Make sure you follow me. If you don't follow me, um, I'm going to come after you. Hashtag SSP giveaway. Tag Panini America. Tag Stacking Slabs. Hashtag SSP giveaway. Um, you can put it in your, uh, on your page. You can put in your stories. Put in your stories if you put it on your page because it'll be easy for me to share. I'm sharing all of those. And that is my method for tracking is going back to the Instagram archive. So I got all your names. And so we can do a randomizer or however. We're going to do it on Friday and announce that winner. But I'm excited to give this box to one of you. And so make sure you got a couple days if you're hearing this for the first time. Go make sure you put that in so you have a chance to win that hobby box. Thank you, listener of Stacking Slabs. Thank you, Panini, for helping make this happen. I'm always trying to keep activity rolling, not only with the content and the podcast, but also my own personal operating in the hobby. And so when I'm doing stuff, I want to share that back with you because I have learned just being as a spectator in the hobby from many of the greats. And uh, I've learned that no matter what's happening, the more you're putting in activity, whether it's on the buy or the sell front, the better off you're probably going to be. So for me over this past week, I use Wharf Sports Cards. Again, shout out Nick, shout out Wharf Sports Card team for consignment. Again, my position on why I chose to go uh, with Wharf to consign is that I'm really freaking busy. I'm trying to push a startup to the next level, just receive funding, taking up a lot of my time. I spend a lot of time doing stacking slabs in this content. Uh, I spend time operating in the hobby, buying cards, selling cards, downtime in the hobby. And I also, but most importantly, I'm a dad and I'm a family guy. So I spend time with my wife, spend time with my kids. So time in my life is very limited. So I like to go to, I got like 60, 70, 80 cards. Instead of doing it and processing all those orders myself, send it to a trusted source. Let them do their thing. That's They're the experts. And then I get the money back on the other side of it. So another successful submission to Wharf. Got paid out quickly. Got that money. Used that money to help pay off a card that I had bought. And then also take some of that money and put it into my card fund. And so as I'm doing this, instead of just staying stagnant and saying, I just got new money back that I can go spend on cards. I looked at my PC. I looked at um, some singles that I had laying around. And I said, you know what? These cards, they need to go. So I, I took some slabs. I took some singles that I think the market would like, posted them on eBay today and just kept it rolling, kept it rolling. I've got stuff down the road. I need to renew my Colt season tickets. I need to, there's some cards that I want. So my 
energy is in the sports card market. So I might as well put that energy towards always making moves. And I think always selling is very, very important. And I learned these things. I, I'm not a huge YouTube guy, but I love watching Ryan Johnson on YouTube do his thing. And so um, Card Collector 2 is always making moves. And so those types of people in the hobby inspire me. And so that's kind of what I've been doing is like no downtime, like always doing something. Because I feel like the more things you do, um, the more opportunities will exist on the other side of it. I put this out there this past week as I said, specificity is a quality to appreciate in the communication of your fellow collector and content creator. Speaking in generalities isn't helpful for those eager to learn. Our hobby is diverse and encompasses a myriad of market segments. Use the data, better serve. So I'm going to talk about the spirit of this, and I'm going to close out the episode talking about a question that I gave the hobby, and I want to facilitate some of the voices in the hobby like we did last week. That was fun. And I'm going to close out the episode doing that again because I learn a ton and hopefully you can learn a ton too. But back to the um, uh, being specific. So the spirit is on, of this is I reflected on where I've been and how I can help best support the growth of the hobby, not only from an individual contributor perspective, but also as someone who creates content. And I think the one thing, and I, I think the more we as hobby participants can be specific when we talk about the market and talk about areas, whether it's a certain sport, whether it's low-end, mid-end, high-end, um, whether it's eras within those sports, um, vintage, modern, ultra-modern, the more we can crack this pie into different slices and be specific when we make statements, the better. I'm tired of hearing people talk about the market as this one big whole thing and someone saying it's doom and gloom, the market is going down. Well, you're probably saying that because mainstream base card slabs are down because they're high population and because the market has been going down on those ever since the boom many, many months ago. I'm tired of hearing people saying sports cards are going down. Different areas in the hobby might be going down, but maybe other areas are going up. And I think I just, I'm, I just, I want to use some time here because I'm tired of hearing the narratives because people are just being lazy. And if you're out there and you're, on social media, you've got a content platform and you're not doing your homework before you communicate out, then you're, you're doing yourself, your brand, and the people that are paying attention to you a major disservice. I think there, the evo, there's an evolution that we all find lanes to collect that satisfy our needs. And instead of just going out and buying cards because someone told us to, to we begin to in that next turn in the hobby, we begin to find the, these areas that mean something to us and where we think we can find opportunity. Like if I'm going down and someone's going to say all card, all over the last year, the hobby's doom and gloom and things are, you know, going down. If I'm a Tom Brady collector, I'm going to say you're an idiot because have you paid attention to what Tom Brady's market has done over the last year? So I think the more we become experts and focus in on those specific cards and segments, the more opportunity we all have to educate and be specific around those topics. So 
I think that's what's great about the hobby. We have many interests, vast, and I just think we all should be thinking critically about the things that you hear from other platforms, and that's me included. Like, always be critical and think, challenge and be skeptic. Be a skeptic because the more you can go back on the other side, do the homework yourself, you're going to learn and you'll better inform the decisions that you're making right now and better help other people who are following you uh, make decisions down the road too. So I believe in my heart that and mind that the more this hobby can break down what we say and be specific and start catering, not just to everybody, but start focusing in and cater to specific people based on what you like or based on what you're trying to sell, the better we'll be. Back to the wire example. What is your block? What do you want to stand for and what do you want to represent? My block's about the collector and my block is about exploring the collector and what's going to make the collector better. And so my content, my message, and my communication is focused around those individuals. I think the more we understand what our block is and the fact that we can be specific and talk about what's happening around that block, the better off people will be who are following your stuff. I am excited. I got an episode coming at you on Friday conversation I have wanted for quite some time. I got my man, Mission Street Cards, on the program. I've been following his collecting ever since I got back in the hobby, and man, does he have a collection. He has, I would say, and maybe he'll correct me, but he's got the best Panini Revolution Galactic collection known to mankind. He's got maybe everything. I can't remember, but he's got a lot of stuff. So I am want to explore why Galactic, why that parallel, what got you not only wanting to buy cards of certain players, but buy cards of everyone. So we're going to talk to him about that. And I know he has strong takes on other hobby topics that I are, am interested in. So excited to have Mission Street Cards in. Don't forget about that giveaway. If you want to participate, make sure you do that. Make sure you're following Stacking Slab. What are you doing if you're not? You're listening to the pod and you're not following me on Instagram? Come on, man. All right. I want to close it out with this. So I had a blast last week sharing the opinions of the community. And I think a big opportunity for me as the host of this show is the opportunity and chance I get to facilitate the voices of great members in the hobby. So we all have people who follow us. And we engage with these people, we learn stuff. And so instead of me just absorbing some of these things, what I want to do is play them back to you. That's my opportunity. And I, I think as, as I'm a marketer, a marketing leader at a startup that is in business around content, the work that I do is I find what the problem is that our potential market segment or customers are after. And I don't want to be the guy that stands on this platform and am the expert and try to fake everyone out to believe that I'm the expert on this topic. Instead, I want to be the guy to organize around it. So at work, professionally, I use the brand and the platform that I'm building and developing as a stage to promote people who have similar philosophies 
and are exploring the problem that we're looking to solve as a business. So what that does is it allows really freaking amazing people to be an extension of your brand. It allows alignment to specific people that other people that have big audiences and people want to learn from. I mean, it's just a great way to level up. It's a great way to play big. It's a great way to not stand and do the same thing as everyone else because everyone else is the expert. So for me, I take and translate some of those things that I'm doing on the professional side and put it into the Stacking Slabs podcast. And it's very similar. Instead of me just saying, oh, I'm a collector and this is what you got to do and this is how you got to do it. That's for the birds and that's the easy way out. The hard way out is to facilitate those opinions from the people who are following you and then share them out. So that's what I'm going to do right here to close out this damn episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast, your freaking hobby content alternative. So I asked the audience, I said, hey, people out there, follow me on Instagram. I want to explore this question with you. What is something that took you a while to learn but made you a better collector? So we're going to close out this episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast by running through a response from people and sharing what they had to say. And I'm going to put a little, maybe a little commentary on top, if I can relate or not. Starting out of the gates, we're going to Cousins underscore Collectibles. Cousins underscore Collectibles said, resisting the urge to gamble and buy into breaks. That is something, breaks are a, a, uh, a magnet for new people entering the hobby. And I don't think that breaks are a bad thing. I think breaks are a great thing. They service and they bring entertainment. Like I mentioned, being a spectator of the flawless case breaks. But I think it is a balancing act where you have to understand and learn your limits and understand out of the gates, are you doing this because you're relying on the money you're spending to hit certain cards? Or are you doing this with the mindset that I might not get anything, but I'm buying into this for my own personal entertainment? I think there's management there from the, the collector side and Col Cousins Collectibles realize that, hey, we all have these urges. And for me, it's not great to buy into breaks. So I think that's a good call out. Um, I'm a fan of breaking. I don't necessarily participate in a lot of breaking because I'm kind of the same way is I've lived and I learned that, but I think breaking helps bring in new participants and we always are trying to grow this pie. Basement cards, block out the noise, focus on what makes me happy to collect. Retweet, repost, all of those things. Blocking out the noise is one of the hardest skills that we can, we can have in the hobby. The, the, the noise brings you down. There's, the noise brings FOMO. The noise brings these opinions and kind of tries to sidetrack us on our exploration to find what really makes us happy. So I think that's a good call out. And that's something that I certainly have experienced. My cards, the hobby, find a player you enjoy watching and, and have a hall of fame pot Buy their best cards ever made. It's a great way to look at it. If buying cards of players that you enjoy, I think is a qualifier for happy collecting. So often we get back into the hobby and we buy cards that are hot right now or are going up and we lose sight of why we're back here. So good call out. The packaging boy, give and take. You aren't supposed to win all deals. That is so damn true. It is a long game, baby. 
It is a long game we're playing, and it is okay to give up a little bit on a deal if you think, because down the road, the more you give, the more you're going to get on the other side. And I know it sounds so cliche, and you're like, oh, let's do this kumbaya thing. Like He doesn't want to be negative. I know that's what you might be out there saying. But this is what I'm going to tell you. As a brand builder, as someone who does this professionally for a living, the more you give back, the more you're going to get on the other side. I promise you that. But the problem is, is people don't want to compromise. People don't want to be patient. And people are so focused, focused in on the in the moment, in the right now scenario. Don't be greedy. Listen to the packaging, boy. Give and take, baby. Queen City Speculator. No comp is ever going to be able to reflect how the card makes you feel. God, that's good. It is so true. It is the price you put on it and how it makes you feel. That's why I mentioned in last week, like comps is just one factor into it. There's so much scarcity, desire. Is it on my list? All these things. So I love that call out. I got my man, Chad, the Couchman Sports Cards. Patience is okay. Dry spells happen. Stuff that you will that you want will pop up. Sound advice from a longtime co- collector. We get into these phases where it's like we haven't bought something in a while, so we just go jump and buy something just to buy something. Don't do that. Every time we do that or I do that, I end up with a card that I have for a couple months, and then I end up selling it at a loss. That's bad operating, so I love that call out. We have Friday's guest, Mission Street Cards. Set collecting is incredibly fun and not lucrative at all. I love that call out where it's like, it's fun. I'm not doing it to make money. And I think there's things we should be focused on in the hobby that aren't pointed at making money all the time. Slabs for haze. For player collectors, narrow focus to specific sets when you start. This is so good. It is really good to have focus. It is really good to study product lines, study performance, study what you like, aesthetics, and not feel like you have to go after everything. For me, I like shiny Peyton Manning cards that are serial numbered and scarce. So while there's a hundreds of thousands of Peyton Manning cards everywhere, it really p- provides a focus for me. So I love that. Slabs for Hayes, great account on Instagram. Give Slabs for Hayes a follow. Fourth floor cards, not listening to anyone who tells me you should be buying this. Amen. 100%. No one should be telling you what to buy. Heartland Hustle, buy what you like. Simple, effective. Love it. Squids cards. Patience. Don't buy everything. Take time to work out the cards you really want. We're seeing some themes in here from the collecting community. I love it. My brother, McGrath cards. The value of scarcity. That is that is a something that in our conversations that we're I, I see where he's at and I've been there and it's we're just it's fun to like talk about our collecting. And you just go through these phases. And so he's definitely on the, the I've, I'm understanding the scarcity component to buying cards and that we're all at that. We all enter those points. So I love the call out. Thank you, Kyle. Drake's PC, don't cast the net too wide. Focus only on sets, inserts, and parallels that you truly love. Absolutely, Drake. Again, another theme that continues to pop up. I love basketball cards. Cards are only worth what someone will pay for them despite comps. Another freaking, we're, we're all talking, we're all saying the same stuff. This is great. We This is great. I love the listeners of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Mr. Archer, how much research matters? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 
Yes, it does. Research, research, research. Uh, Kevin M. Cormier, finding people who I can talk about the history and how it sits in context to what's current. That is a level up. You find people with experience who have seen this before and can look back on sets and map, map it to what's currently happened with market conditions. If you're doing that sort of thing, you're likely leveling up. Kate Isles cards, looking for value instead of bargains. He says, thanks at ML Card Stop. Looking for value instead of bargains. I think there's some pretty good YouTube channels that dedicated to this. Again, that's a Ryan Johnson card collector too. A mode of operation. It, that's good stuff. Bear down, boiler up. Prospecting is hard. It's fun, but you lose a lot. Set a budget. Stick to it. Be picky. Oh, I can't even tell you how much money I've lost prospecting when I got back into the hobby. I don't even want to talk about it. All I can tell you is I made some big mistakes. <laughs> Sekou Demboye. <laughs> and I lost a ton of money. And I learned from it. And I agree. Prospecting is what everyone out there puts in front of your face. However, it's probably the riskiest thing that we can all do. Only a few people will pan out. So make sure you're aware of that if you're playing that game and make sure you set your limits. KJB Collectibles, not being afraid to meet new people and asking questions. The hobby is the people and the people make it all go around. And I think that's a good call out that access to individuals and we have the tools to access individuals use them. If you're not using them, you're doing yourself a disservice. Last one, Jimmy Lop 56. That low pop from one piece to another is not always equal. Great freaking call out. So much good content from the hobby. Thank you so much. I'm going to be doing more of that. I learned a ton looking through those, talking about them. Hopefully you did too. Make sure you check out Mission Street Cards this Friday on the Stacking Slides podcast. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back soon. 